I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. The Dory Monson Show on Cairo Radio. This is the big lead. Oh, we'll come to you from Kurt Subaru Studios. Welcome to our top stories this hour. We're kind of kicking off uh, holiday magic today. And uh, how's our item doing, Nicole? We doing okay here in the bidding? Do we know? Uh, yeah, it looks like it. Um, let me refresh here. Let me refresh right now myself. Okay, head to the auction. So all the shows are uh, auctioning off some something where we hope we can raise money for uh, Christmas gifts for kids in the uh, foster care system in our state. And for the Dory Monson Show, our holiday magic auction item is you are going to get to go out with the captain, Tom Nelson, with uh, the producer, Nicole Thompson, with uh, me, the host, we're going to go out for four hours on Puget Sound, an afternoon of fishing. Uh, we're going to try to do it on a day when Tom, Tom can pull the crab pots, so we'll try to send you home with some crab. But uh, an afternoon of fishing, crabbing, and most of all, fun. With uh, Tom Nelson, Nicole, and me, and Joey, Tom's uh, Tom's co-host on the Outdoor Line. Tom said he's going to recruit Joey. I hope he already has. I hope I'm not breaking this to Joey. Holy bajolies! Somebody's already bid. We just put this up an hour ago. Somebody's already bid thirty-two hundred fifty dollars to go fishing yeah. with us. Yes. Holy man, I'm live. Okay, well, let's see if we can get that up there a little bit. Yeah. See if we can get ten thousand for it. For crying out loud! So, but we'll have it up all week. Is that, are we pulling them down on Friday? Is that right? I think so. Okay. All right. So uh, four hours after the radio show next summer, someday. I think we're looking either July, August, September, whatever the fish season is. Uh, but we're going to go out after the radio show. Some uh, beautiful summer afternoon. We're going to go fishing. Going to go crabbing. You'll be with Tom if you're a first-timer like I was the first time I went to Sitka with Tom and Brock. No problem. He's very patient with beginners. Unless that beginner is me. What the blend are you doing? And to be but, clear, uh, there's lots that. of other things you can bid on as well. Seahawk stuff. Yep. Uh, other show stuff. Mariner, Mariner stuff. stuff. Kraken stuff. Mariner. Yeah. Uh, John Curley and Sherry Elliker show, Priceless. What's that one? Uh, it's a sit-in on the show, and then John's going to give you a special gift to take on a trip to Mount Rainier. Oh, look at that. And okay, you'll have a, nice. a day at a or a night at a resort. And okay, Mount very Rainier. nice. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, lots of stuff for you to bid on, but if you want to uh, go fishing with Nicole, me, Tom Nelson, Joey, the crew, uh, the professor, the Marianne, they're going to go out with us too. So uh, bid right now. Go to mynorthwest.com slash holiday magic, and let's see what we can do with this thing here. Okay, coming up at the bottom of the hour, we saw a story about how some businesses are just sick and tired of 
a homeless encampment moves in, and all of a sudden the crime rate skyrockets around the homeless encampment. And the reason for that is obvious. Homeless encampments are filled with people, many of whom, most of whom, are on drugs. They have to commit crime to buy their drugs every day. They commit crime in the closest proximity, which are homes and businesses nearby. So, uh, let's see, Channel 4 did a story, comonews.com. They talked to a business owner near a North Seattle homeless encampment. It's unsafe for our employees, cars that stop, maybe deal drugs. If we didn't have that overnight security, uh, we would lose cars, parts off cars. So these poor business owners who are already operating on a tight enough margin. Now they got to hire overnight security to make sure that their vehicles don't get stolen. And uh, it's all because these homeless camps, the RVs, they move in and the trouble begins. It's a deterrent for people to even visit our businesses. And it also is a safety issue with uh, the nearby high school as well. So according to this Channel 4 story, some of the businesses out there have decided they've put in outdoor speakers and they're playing loud music on a loop, and they're aiming it at the homeless encampments. And I was thinking before they explained in the story, I was wondering, well, what kind of music would drive people away? And they said, well, it's mostly just the redundancy of it, but, but here's what one business owner said. Classical, all classical, all day long. Is classical music, would that drive people away? I love classical music. Uh, I think on a loop, one song or a couple songs on a loop, yeah, that would get pretty annoying. Hmm. I used to, when I was uh, 11, 12 years old, I used to ride my bicycle from Ballard to the Seattle Center on summer nights. And I'd sit by the International Fountain at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock on, on summer nights, listening to the classical music, pretending that I was more cultured than I was, but dreaming about a future that I desired. And I classical music always uh, was a key part in my little uh, goal-setting sessions down there at the International Fountain. I don't know. I don't know about this classical music thing. It's on a loop, so it keeps on playing and playing and playing. I'm thinking it wouldn't be the worst, but it, but anything repetitive like that, it could be your favorite song, and if you had to listen to it all day, every day. Yeah. Whoa. I guess. I don't know. And I know this is like a talk radio topic from 1998, but uh, what what would be the best song on a loop to drive people away? Hmm. Or genre. Or genre, yeah. I'm thinking of a song like uh, Daybreak by Barry Manilow. I love the song and I love the artist. But if I had to hear that, you know, seven or eight times in a row, I don't know. If, I don't know if that I, would sit well with me. I have never been a fan. And I know I love country music, but I have never been a fan of the song Pontoon. Oh, Pontoon? Mm-hmm. I've never heard of it. Who's that? A little bit, Little Big Town. A lot of people love that song. I cannot stand it. It's like nails on a chalkboard to me. So okay, well, we'll, we'll toss them out at the bottom of the hour after the news at uh, 2.30. If you have some songs that would be guaranteed rock-solid candidates to drive people away from their lives of crime in a business or residential neighborhood, go ahead and shoot that to us on 
the text line, 888 888-97-3, 888-97-3, 888-97-3, 888-97-3, 888-97-3, 888-97-3, 888-97-3, 888-97-3, 888-97-3, 888-97-3, 888-97-3, 888-97-3, 888-97-3, 888-97-3, 888-
I think violent criminals, people who shoot other human beings, should go to prison for most of the rest of their lives. So I'm glad that it's happening. I'm just surprised because you rarely hear about sentences that tough for anything less than a murder these days. All right, next up in the big lead. The big lead. I told you so. Christopher Rufo is a Seattle-based journalist, and he has been covering the absolutely disgusting attempt to sexualize children because the pharmaceutical industry wants to convince as many kids beginning at age three, four, five, six, seven years old that they are transgender. Because once the kids are convinced of that, if they can then lop off their breasts of girls at age 13, then they are physically mutilated for life. And they'll be more likely to stay on the path that the pharmaceutical and therapy industries have prescribed for them, which is millions of dollars billed to your insurance so you can change gender. And if you want another disgusting example of how pervasive this is, Chris Rufo over the weekend released a new video uh, that features the song Mama Has a Mustache. Wait till you hear who paid for this social media video. But first of all, here's the song that uh, was posted this weekend. Girl, what's the first question? Can you be a girl and have a boy body? Or be a boy and have a girl body? Yes. Yes, Can this person be a parent? Yes, my dad. I feel like I'm not really a boy or a girl. I'm a girl. Mommy has a mustache. Mommy has a mustache. Yes, the hit new social media sensation, Mommy has a mustache. You know who helped pay for that? The makers of Lupron. Lupron, the powerful uh, drug. It's given to rapists who are to be chemically castrated. It has been used to fight things like prostate cancer. I have heard from listeners who are fighting cancer and have been on Lupron, and they say, man, this is a powerful, powerful drug. Well, no, according to the pharmaceutical industry, we now start grooming children at age six, seven, eight years old to believe that they are the wrong gender, and then when they're 13, we can convince them to chop off their breasts. Uh, We mutilate children in America. Joe Biden, he can barely put together a coherent thought, but he knows that he wants America to continue to mutilate little 13 and 14-year-old kids. But many states have lawmakers that feel like they can involve themselves in this very personal process. Do you think states should have a right to ban gender-affirming health care? I don't think any state or anybody should have the right to do that. It's wow. a moral question and it's a legal question. Nobody should be able to stop, including parents. That is the position of his party. Democrats do not believe that parents should be able to stop a 13-year-old from hacking off her bre- or having a doctor hack off her healthy breasts. 
Let me tell you another story along the same lines. This is in the New York Times. A 10-year-old in New York State just got a tattoo. Uh, He walked into the nurse's office of his elementary school in Highland, New York, and he asked for some Vaseline. And the nurse said, why do you need Vaseline? And the 10-year-old said he wanted to rub it onto his new tattoo. It was a very crude rendering of his name in block letters on the inside of his forearm. So the nurse called the police. The boy said, no, 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 my mom gave me permission to get this tattoo. But it turns out in New York State, no one under the age of 18 can get tattooed with or without parental consent. So that mom is now facing the criminal justice system because her 10-year-old got a tattoo. Now, according to Joe Biden and almost all Democrats, if a 13-year-old girl wants to tell the doctor to please remove my physically healthy breasts, they can do so. And Joe Biden says, morally, legally, nobody, including parents, should be allowed to stop that. You can go to jail if your child gets a tattoo. You can go to jail if you stop your child from having her breasts removed. And that's why pharmaceutical companies that make drugs like Lupron are pushing out there this weekend, the mama has a mustache, social media meme. Can you be a girl and have a boy body? Or be a boy and have a girl body? This is kind of land. We're raising our kids in now. All right, that is your big lead this hour. We'll check the news, and then we'll talk about the songs that could drive the criminals away as the Dory Monson show rolls on. Not really a boy or a girl. Oh, my God, is it? I love my This is your song, Nicole? It's not yeah, that I bad. I know, I know. I've never heard it. It is to me. Well, but that's not the question. The question is, what would drive, uh, if you're just joining us, by the way, because I don't want anybody to think we would come up with a topic this heartless, but um, there are some businesses in North Seattle, and they have been playing some classical music on a loop with speakers pointed at a new homeless encampment trying to drive the people out. Whoop, whoopsie, whoopsie, Daisy. Here we go. I got it. It's on a loop, so it keeps on playing and playing and playing. Okay, but I don't think classical music would do it. I, I reject all of the novelty songs that people are texting in about. Uh, novelty songs are, are meant to be annoying. But you know, if there are some real artists who would drive people away. Now, I don't know if this is a novelty song or not here. This was big when I was about 11, 12 years old and first getting an AM radio, be sitting in my bedroom on hot summer nights, playing my Sports Illustrated baseball dice game, seeing if I could outmanage Earl Weaver and the Baltimore Orioles. And uh, I'd, I'd listen to KJR AM 95 
And uh, King 1090 was the top 40 station. And then KOL, 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 1300. Those are the big top 40 stations. And this was playing all the time back then. Popcorn. Popcorn by Hot Butter. But this song's meant to be annoying. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I didn't look for it, but if you want to look around, Nicole, I believe there is an entire website somewhere on the Internet that has nothing but various cover versions of the song Popcorn. Oh, yeah, I'll look it right up. Well, no, I'm sorry, see if you can find it. I, by, by Some by artists I think we've heard of, I believe. Really? Yeah. Now go check it out. It'll be uh, fascinating. Okay, okay other uh, songs that people are suggesting. Uh, one of the people up in North Seattle says that they got to do something because they're getting robbed blind. We pay uh, business and occupation taxes, and it's just not encouraging to do business in the city of Seattle. Okay, so one of our listeners has suggested this. On a loop. I'm through a standing in line, the clubs will never get in. It's like the bottom of the ninth, and I'm never gonna win this. Life hasn't turned out quite the way I want it to be. What has become fashionable? I'm, I'm not a fan of Nickelback, but everybody who thinks they're cool thinks you have to dump all over Nickelback to be cool. When did that I know, become? I have I don't know. Thing? I don't know what when that caught on. Because that song, that's not a bad song, Rockstar. If you're going to choose a Nickelback song, I mean, you have one, only one choice. Look at this photograph. makes me laugh. No, that sounds just like Rockstar that I was playing, doesn't it? Here, pause I, I just it for think a this song is more infamous for being bad. Pa- pause it for a second. I mean, they I got a bunch like of cameos for this video. They got ZZ Top in there. I think they yeah. have Wayne Gretzky. Uh, it's it's just, it, that's one of those songs where a bunch of people who can't think for themselves, they've been told that they they need to hate Nickelback so that they too can be cool. And it's like, hey, they have a couple bigger hits than most people listening right now, so what the heck? Let them go. Uh Boy, this the thing we're about to play, Nicole, I wish I could play the whole thing because it's hilarious. You were able to bleep it, right? Uh, yeah, this one wasn't too bad, actually. This okay. one bleep. And uh, I didn't c- tell the whole thing. John Mulaney. What show was he on? He was on some sitcom. Was it Will and Grace? Uh, no, he's actually just a comedian, I think. But he's, got, he's got quite the scandal where he uh, left his wife for Olivia Munn and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, don't know <laughs> anything about that. But uh, he does have one of the most infamous bits about putting music on a loop just to annoy people. We walk into the diner one day and they had a jukebox there, okay? And the jukebox was three plays for a dollar. So we put in $7 and selected 21 plays of Tom Jones's What's New Pussycat. 
and then we ordered and waited. Here's the thing about when uh, What's New Pussycat plays over and over and over and over and over again. The second time it plays, your immediate thought is not, hey, someone's playing What's New Pussycat again. It's, hey, What's New Pussycat is a lot longer than I first thought. time it plays, you're thinking, maybe someone's playing What's New Pussycat again. The fourth time it plays, you're either thinking, whoa, someone just played What's New Pussycat four times, or at least someone played it twice, and it's a really long song. So the fifth time is the kicker, all right? Now, John and I, we're watching the entire diner at this point, all right? Most people have gotten wind as to what's going on. And we're staring at this one guy, and he's sitting in, like, a booth with his stupid kids jumping around. And he's, like, staring at his coffee cup like this. And he's been onto us since the beginning. And he's sitting there, and his hand is shaking. He had this look on his face like, oh, like he had just gotten his 30-day chip from anger management. And he's staring like this. And the fourth song fades out. It's dead quiet. Then, I don't know if you know this. But the song begins very quietly. And he goes, and pounds on the table. And silverware flies everywhere. And it was fantastic. But a word about my best friend John and what a genius he was. Because when we first walked into the diner, okay? When we first got there, and I'm punching in the What's New Pussycats, all right? I've punched in like seven at this point. And then John says to me, hey, hey, hey. Before you punch in another What's New Pussycat, let's drop in one. It's not unusual. <laughs> it goes on for a couple more minutes. But it's, uh, yeah, now that's what. I can see What's New Pussycat over and over on a loop. Driving the people out of their lives of crime. Maybe it would even scare them straight. Okay, let me take a quick time out here, and then we will count down our favorite sound bites of the entire day. Awesome audio is coming up next here on the Dory Monson Show. the stretch we come what a day what a show what a show what a dirt and we still have more to do let's get to our favorite sound bites of the week or no of the day it's only Monday this is Dory Monson's awesome audio clips of the day hey a kid can dream can't he you know I mentioned at the beginning of the show that uh, I got the bulletin Saturday morning that the United States was knocked out of the World Cup by the Netherlands which is just I'm ashamed to be an American. How, how can I mean, Netherlands seems like a nice country? I've never been there, but how can they beat us? They got 17 million people. We have 340 million. We're 20 times their size. They shouldn't be able to beat us at anything except windmills and wooden shoes, right? What is Holland? <laughs> What do you mean, what is it? It's a country right next to Belgium. No, that's the Netherlands. Holland is the Netherlands. 
Then who are the Dutch? <laughs> How do we lose? How do we lose that? Okay, elsewhere in our awesome audio, an incoming House Democrat. She's one of the new members of uh, Congress. She's going to be the new whip, Catherine Clark. Uh, it sounds like she is raising some very well-adjusted children. And I'm proud of her for this. But they've also given us a model to become our own leaders. And let me tell you what it means to to me coming in as a different generation. I remember my middle child waking up with nightmares over concern around climate change. Really? So that's how much you've brainwashed your kid that they're having nightmares about climate change. I wonder if parents whose kids do that sort of thing. are, And maybe it's not always the parents. Maybe it's their teachers who instill nightmares about climate change. Uh, Joe Biden, he's going to go and help out for some Senate race, but he doesn't know where, and all he knows is he thinks the senator has a W in their name. I'm going to Georgia today to help Senator Warren. Not to Georgia. I'm going to help Senator Warren because I'm doing a major fundraiser up in Boston today for for, for the uh, our next and continued Senate candidate, Senator. He's going to Boston, but Elizabeth Warren isn't running for Senate right now. Uh, they asked if he was going to campaign in Georgia, and he said, "Yes, I am. I'm going to Boston." So I don't know if Joe knows. You know, where his own soup is at any given moment. Lauren uh, Bobert, Republican congresswoman, boy, people love to hate her. But I'll tell you something, if the GOP would actually stick to her stated list of priorities, I think a lot of Americans would say, yeah, I'm with you on this. Madam Speaker, the American people have spoken. They have fired you and have chosen to end the Democrats' one-party rule throughout our government. The days of this chamber being treated as Pelosi's house instead of the people's house are over. The American people will once again be allowed into this chamber to see their representatives at work. Republicans made a lot of promises on the campaign trail. It's time we make good on those promises. We must defund the 87,000 IRS agents that the Democrats hired, increase domestic energy production, get to the bottom of Hunter Biden's corruption, and of course the big guy who's at least compromised by 10%, reinstate the servicemen and women who were shamefully discharged because they refused to take the COVID vaccine. She goes on and on. That's a pretty good template for what her party should do. Uh, Apple CEO Tim Cook, what a shameful company, what a shameful person, as he was asked about the Chinese freedom protesters all across that nation while his company is making cheap iPhones there. Mr. Cook, do you support the Chinese people's right to protest? He just keeps walking, won't stop. Do you have any reaction to the factory workers that were beaten and detained for protesting COVID lockdowns? Just keeps on walking. Won't stop. Do you regret restricting airdrop access that protesters used to evade surveillance from the Chinese government? That's a big one. Airdrop uh, is how a lot of these Chinese protesters were sharing photos and videos of their protests, but Apple restricted it because they're in the pocket of the Chinese government. But so is the United States of America. John Kirby, our national security advisor, he wouldn't even answer about the freedom of Chinese protesters. 
president's not going to speak for protesters uh, around the world. They're speaking for themselves. So there's no reaction? These protesters are speaking for themselves. We're not taking a side in terms of what these protesters are about. I certainly think that's a fair question to ask Apple and and, and, and try to make them uh, communicate why they did this. I'm asking, Uh, has the White House done that? Sure, I don't have any communications to speak to specifically with Apple executives. Apple and the Biden admin in the pocket of communist China. It's very clear. It's shameful. Okay, I got to get out of here. The John Curley Sherry Elliker show is coming up next. God bless you in these crazy times. And I will see you back here tomorrow. High noon. I'm done. I'm I'm not getting into a back and forth with you. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. You're really a fantastic audience.